W-H-H-H-F-M. Speedway W-286-C-N. Available on HD. Cool. Drop in. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs. We win.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to top. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC studios in downtown Indianapolis on this Sunday, October 9th, 2022. It feels good outside. It is uh, definitely fall. Oh, I got to say a shout out to Mrs. Riddle. It is our anniversary weekend, and uh, she is still asleep right now. So happy anniversary, my love. Uh, We'll be back for our uh, anniversary weekend in approximately 59 minutes when this show is over. On the show this morning, it is now legal in the great state of Indiana to carry a firearm uh, without having a permit now. And that means just about anybody can have a gun at any time and almost anywhere, with some exceptions, of course. But that means when you come in contact with law enforcement, there are going to be a lot more people who are carrying a firearm on them, on their person, in the car, somewhere. So when you are in that situation, which you are bound to now be set up to happen, what do you do? The Undefeated Motorcycle Club is working to make sure its members and everybody else who carries a firearm knows what to do in that situation. Coming up here in a few minutes, uh, members, the leaders, I should say, of the Undefeated Motorcycle Club will be on to tell us about an event that they have coming up next Saturday that'll have a Q&A from law enforcement officers, information on current gun laws and conflict resolution strategies, including when you get pulled over by a police officer and you have your firearm on you, How do you conduct yourself? What do you do? What don't you do? They're going to have all of the details as we preview their event that will have advice and instructions straight uh, from from the mouths of law enforcement themselves. That is coming up here in just a couple of moments. And then also, it's been in the news recently about uh, schools canceling debt, well, I should say, President Joe Biden canceling student debt for millions of people across the country. And now one of our very own schools here in central Indiana is making some headlines themselves because Martin University says, guess what? We too will now be canceling thousands of dollars in debt and we will be cutting tuition by 50%. Half. Big changes happening at Martin University and they are coming on this morning to Give us the details behind what is truly huge news, making college more affordable and taking some of the burden off of people who've already been through a college with nearly half of the tuition there at Martin University being slashed and thousands of dollars of student loans and debt being forgiven at Martin University. We're going to talk with the president of Martin coming up here at 830. Dr. Sean Huddleston will be with us live here on Open Lines. But we'll start this mo- the show this morning uh, talking about uh, gun awareness and uh, as they're calling it peace awareness uh, spelled the other way uh, the other way to spell uh, peace uh, and so as, as I said this law came into effect on July 1st anybody in Indiana over the age of 18 can now keep a handgun on them without the need to have a license or a permit uh, of course there are some exceptions if you have a felony, but then, of course, you still can't uh, bring a gun into a place like a school or uh, as some public places have firearms banned, including uh, Greenwood Park Mall. There was actually just an incident uh, just this past week where uh, someone saw someone with a gun. There was no threat to the building, but apparently somebody did uh, have a firearm on them, which violates the mall's policy, but not any laws. And so... Um, essentially a false alarm, but that person is now banned uh, from going to Greenwood Park Mall. Of course, that happened after the Greenwood Park Mall shooting over uh, the summer. So you've got more people who have guns on them, probably than ever before. 
uh, there were a lot of people who probably had a gun, but they kept it in the house. But now you can carry it on you without any type of permit. And so that means the chance that you are going to come in contact with law enforcement um, with a gun on you has increased. This is part of the reason why the police themselves, again, this is part of the reason why the police themselves were against this bill. The police, uh, the state police, the state police unions, the uh, state, po- the police chiefs of Indiana all made it very clear. And we covered this on the show at the time. Uh, that they said this is not something we asked for and will, in their eyes, not make them uh, safer because you're adding more guns to, as we have seen time and time again, um, can be a uh, delicate and then turn into a quickly, uh, unfortunately, volatile uh, situations because of emotions, because of fear. So if you have a gun on you and you get pulled over by police, that's one of the things Um, that the Undefeated Motorcycle Club wants you to be prepared for. Joining us on our live line uh, right now is Curtis Abrams. He is the president of the Undefeated MC Motorcycle Club and his wife, the first lady of the Motorcycle Club, Ann Abrams, are on our live line right now. Curtis and Ann, good morning. Good morning. Congratulations on uh, what looks like it's going to be the uh, one-year anniversary this week uh, for the undefeated MC. Uh, thank you, Cameron. Uh, in that time, obviously, uh, you guys have been busy. Tell us first about the Motorcycle Club and why a group of bikers is having a gun awareness program. Well, we decided that, uh, you know, looking at the the news and talking to different people within our state, Everybody pretty much agrees that it's a lot of lives, you know, just not adults, but children as well that are being taken, seem like, every week or every day by gun violence. And we just feel like that if we can do our part to help reach out to the community and set up people in figures where they can speak to the community about gun awareness, then maybe it would just help change the minds and lives of some of the men and women in the state of Indiana. What was it that uh, allowed you guys to put two and two together to say that our members, um, this is something that they need and probably everybody else needs? How'd you put, how did you decide that that was what was needed? Well, I think I came up with the idea initially is because my son is 19 years old and he wanted a firearm. So uh, we thought it was a good idea for him to speak to a couple of police officers and in our setting, meeting with um, our son, we figured that, you know, why not bring it to the community? Why not teach a lot of kids or children or even adults how to interact with police officers? Because if we don't teach them, how would they know? Do, uh, thank you for that idea. Um, do, a, I, I know, uh, I got fan, friends and family who um, ride on motorcycles in particular, and almost all of them, um, carry a gun with them and especially now um they have it with them out uh on their bikes is that is that something that also played uh, a part of this and how many members might be out on, on their bike and have their firearm with them yes definitely it is we would love to have them to be educated as well as far as carrying that firearm so for if any reason they are approached by officers they will know how to respond themselves so what are some of the things thus far um, that you guys have learned throughout this process and, and including uh, some of the things that your son was taught um, when he was talking with police? Um, we just basically stay calm, don't run, um, because the officers are individuals as well. So they, I think nowadays they understand where the fear comes from. So it's just basically just use, you know, casual conversation with the officer, respect them, and just go from there. What is, so So first let's say you have an event coming up on Saturday, October 15th, which is this coming Saturday. You've got a Q&A event, session from law enforcement officers. Tell us um, more about where this is going to be and when. Okay, this gun awareness community outreach will be October 15th. 
The time frame is from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The location will be the City of Hope Community Church, located at 1067 East 56th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. And again, that is next Saturday. Um, When you've talked with law enforcement, what has been their response to say, um, have they said, yes, this is a, a good idea and something we'll definitely jump on and be a part of? Yes, definitely. We have um, an officer actually coming from Lawrence uh, Police Department, and we also and we also have a Indiana State Trooper uh, from law enforcement that will be speaking as well. So that way, we can try to get a perspective from both sides of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And again, that event is coming up on Saturday, twelve to three, the City of Hope Community Church on East 56th Street. Uh, we're on the air this morning with the Undefeated Motorcycle Club. Uh, some of the leadership here on the air this morning as they get ready for their event happening next week, which they are calling uh, Peace Awareness. If, if if you would like to show up and you've got questions, you can call us, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. I'm curious if any of you um, have, have advice that you would like to share or a situation that you've been in or something that um, you want the uh, undefeated MC to do at Saturday's event. And uh, just like that, there are a lot of people who have uh, something to say because the phone lines all just blew up. Uh, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Obviously, like I said, this can be a, a very delicate uh, situation. And I'm curious just to know what uh, some of the listeners here think this morning about how this is necessary or if it's necessary in situations that they've been in or advice uh, that they have may have or concerns or something they may want um, to see at Saturday's event. So let's talk to some of the folks here real quick. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Dietrich. Dietrich, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Yes, live on the air. Thank you, panel. Thank you for your people that's right now that's uh, c- coming up with these uh, meetings and all that. My whole concern and my whole uh, advice is, one, weapons breed violence. Two, this governor or mayor made it to law. It just makes my mind go back to how the way they set up laws. It was once a law we couldn't read and write. Not a lot of people get away, die, die with COVID. Not a lot of people are down. It's a lot of people they don't listen to this program, this broadcast. There's a lot of people that don't listen to, um, don't listen to the news. You know, and you know, you people, people got mental illness, mental health. People are fearful. Uh, people are on all kind of uh, substances. And this law that we live in, this Indiana, this uh, back in the day, Indiana was known as the Klan uh, land. So I think it's just a, a plan to kill more brown and black minorities. It's so sad that we 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 uh, 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 pass away because of the lack of knowledge. I don't carry no weapons, you know. So this governor, made, like the song you just had on, God is doing a great work. So maybe we keep praying and turn the hearts of this governor and the system of Indiana because it's a setup. It's a setup. It ain't once once they pull them over, once them see them in the street. It's great. I hope it don't go that way. But again, before I let you guys go, weapons breed violence. Thank you. All right, Dietrich, appreciate you, Curtis and Ann. Um, he brings up a point that I think a, 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 a sentiment that a lot of people uh, may have that um, that this new law, and obviously it's passed, it's on the books, but. It is going to increase fear in situations where, uh, especially black men in police, there is already um, a reputation um, and and a recent history of things that we have seen happen. And now you're adding a gun to the mix. When you talk to people, um, when you were throwing this idea around, did you hear concerns um, that were similar to what Dietrich had to say? No, I don't think we we heard any concerns about that. We received a lot of encouraging words saying that this is needed in our community. So 
I'm pretty sure people have uh, felt like that, but we are not aware of anybody or no one has approached us about it. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? This is Bree. Bree, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Good morning. So I thank um, you and your husband as well, both of y'all, for um, getting this together. And I just want to say, like you said, with black men being um, able to carry gun, period, that alone will feel them feeling triggered. Um, and like the reservation police had mm-hmm. feels like that's their duty to in um like make sure they enforce their um you know their boundaries or their laws in order for anybody under arrest to be um you know held to held to under their under their supervision or whatever but it, it it's just Having a gun and being a felon also is another thing. Um, like everyone will feel entitled to carry this gun because they made it susceptible for everyone to carry. And you starting this gun law at 18 years old, you know, um, without even putting those stipulations on take classes to, you know, having, you know, steps before you can just, get church license or go buy a gun. They don't have no type of stipulation. They just pass the law for everyone to carry, you know, and like the man before it is setting everyone up to either die or go to jail and the system to collect money. And, you know, and we don't have these groups or these resources or people that speak out more on these subjects because, you know, people don't like to stick together. There's no mm-hmm. unity in these in these communities. You know, people don't know how to or people don't like to face um, these type top these tough topics because everything is about violence. Everything. Everybody is becoming triggered on the day to day. And that's what's scary. Bree, I appreciate you for your thoughts. Thank you so much for calling in and listening. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good Sunday. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Cameron, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hey, I wanted to say greetings to your guests, and uh, this is a, a great program that they starting. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we, uh, with these, with these, you know, on, on one hand, it's a good thing, and on another hand, it's a bad thing. Uh, the good thing is maybe the police officers will not be so quick to grab their guns and shoot people for just minor traffic violations. Secondly, I want to know if these, the, the, the guests that you have on, are you getting any type of federal funding to help you with this program? Because if you're going to, if the government, if the government is going to allow anybody to carry a gun, and my thought is between the ages of 18 and 25, it should be mandatory, paid for by the government, that these people have gun training. So hopefully, uh, down the road, you can get some 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 finances uh, to help you do what the government should do. And like the other caller said, until we realize that we are being set up, until we realize in order to stop what this government is doing, that we have to have unity and that we have to stick together. Because the bottom line is, is that these white folks have created this our situation and now we're trying to find a way to fight out of it. So when we come, so when we come to understanding of unity, that's the only way we're going to stop all of this craziness that these folks are allowing out in public. Because again, if the government says, "Oh, it's okay to have guns," well, then the government needs to be responsible for for the laws that they put out here. So hopefully, uh, the, the the governor and the mayor are listening. But black folk, uh, let me just speak for Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of obeying, and I don't want to. And I didn't. I actually had a police officer's gun at the back of my head, touching my skin, and I was unarmed. So this is more serious than it, it, this is just more serious, uh, a more serious situation, a bigger picture here that needs to be addressed. 
And these youngsters, like I said, between the ages of 18 and 25, shouldn't even be allowed to carry unless they didn't pass some kind of course or something. Because, like I said, the attitudes, like the young lady said, the attitudes are getting are getting bigger. The triggers are getting bigger. And when you block somebody that's been drinking or something like that and they have a firearm, these two things don't, don't mix. So while everybody is preparing to vote, and to do these types of things, if the people that are not going in there to make changes with the law, then what's the point of voting? So, uh, you guys, that's all I want to say. Uh, I'm glad that you guys are, are, are stepping in and providing uh, some knowledge. Uh, but you guys need more support and you need government support because the government is the one that put this law out here. All Everybody right, have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you, sir. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is John. John, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, I got two things to say. Number mm-hmm. one, that <clears throat> number one, if you, uh, I think they passed that law like that, they should make it legal for these 18 years old to go in and buy liquor, to buy liquor. Because you know what? Liquor is a... Uh, Liquor is a killer also, you see what I'm saying? It's better to do it. And also, uh, we we try to make this out of like a, a racial thing, white, black thing, but it's not, man. You got more of us out here killing each other, you know, than like the last caller that said he, he made that comment. It's, it's like, uh, I say when you use that uh, racial tone, it's ignorant. You see what I'm saying? We got more out here calling, you uh, this here. We got more of us out here call each other the N-word, but you flip that script, if a white call use the N-word, then they won't kill somebody. So I'm saying? We got more people out here killing each other than than, than the white, you know, killing us, you know. All right. And that's all, that's all I got to say because, see, the whole system is 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 rigged anyway, and I'm not going to say that, you know, they they pass this thing for us to kill each other. You know, it's just like, you know, I got a, I got some family members feel like uh, they didn't want to take that test. You know, the government test talking about the government is out to kill us. That's crazy. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. All that is all crazy, man. We, we need to learn how to respect each other as hu- human beings. All right. Care what nationality you are. You see what I'm saying? I appreciate you. Okay, thank you. All right. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Getting down on time. Uh, one more call. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's going on, Cameron? I'm good. How are you? Long time no chat. Hey, we we got a lot of pain in our community we need to heal. Uh, this, uh, what you have is the great thing. Uh, I've been carrying a gun all my life. I uh, work with the police and uh, haven't had no problem because I know how to handle myself. And this is a good thing to bring to the black community. Uh, some of us need to heal and update our thinking. You, uh, On the other side, you got a constitution lawyer that comes on every Sunday, I mean every Saturday. So uh, let's get together, learn the laws, and, um, and protect ourselves. It's a constitution right for us to carry ourselves, uh, to, to protect ourselves. And people to say other people cannot protect themselves, they wrong. Because they're going against the law. So let's update our thinking and heal our pain, Cameron. Have a good one. All right. I appreciate the words, and I agree with you. Uh, 317-239-9696. Curtis and Ann, obviously uh, this is a hot-button issue, which I have no doubt means your event on Saturday is going to be packed uh, starting at noon. How many people can you guys uh, hold at the event? Well, the event will be held outdoors at the church, so we have plenty of room for as many um, visitors in the community that would like to show up. So we would say hopefully it can definitely accommodate anywhere from two to 300 maybe just outside. And I'm going to ask you as a mom, who, who would you ask to come to this event on Saturday? I would ask Mines would be teenagers who are uh, able to carry a gun, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, people, children who don't know. Our parents haven't spoken to them about um, gun awareness. And, Curtis, how about you? When you think of this event, who would you tell to come to this event? Me personally, I would tell everyone, whether it's, you know, men, women, 
um, older, younger, because you just never know who lacks the information that they may need or who's actually out there wondering what to do in these type of situations. All right. Give us the details on the event one more time. It is, of course, on Saturday the 15th from noon to 3. Give us the location. Okay. The location will be at the City of Hope Community Church, located at 10607 East 56th Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, All right. Uh, Curtis and Ann Abrams, the president and first lady of the Undefeated Motorcycle Club. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show and telling us about the resources that your organization, which again is celebrating its one year this week, uh, is doing for our community. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right, still to come here on the show, if you went to Martin University, I've got good news for you. They are making some big, big slashes on student debt and the tuition. Martin University will cut tuition by 45% and give current student forgive current student loan debt up to $10,000. This is a big deal. Of course, President Biden has made his announcements and now Martin University, our very own, is doing its own thing and making it even more affordable for you to get an education, a higher education, an education at Martin University, or get some of that debt off of your back to get the details on what is happening and what you need to do to be involved. Dr. Sean Huddleston, the president of Martin University, will join us live here on Open Lines coming up. Brandon, let's take a break. We'll do one commercial break. We'll put it all together. We'll be back with more Open Lines in six minutes. back here on open lines here on this sunday october 9th 2022 uh, a great segment this morning from the undefeated motorcycle club letting us know about their event that they have coming up uh this weekend on the 15th they're calling it peace awareness uh, i'll give you the details on where that was one more time uh, over on uh 56th street noon to three uh they want you to come on out and, and learn out learn about uh gun awareness and what to do in that situation the phone lines are still hot from that conversation so uh, obviously something that more of you may want to go ahead and check out as they've got uh, a full event uh, coming up and it is at the Hope of Community Church that is 106071 almost like the radio station East 56th Street in Indianapolis 1223 next Saturday uh Big news this week coming from Martin University uh, as they are getting ready to make life easier both for current students, future students, and their alumni. As you guys know, uh, President Joe Biden uh, just last month announced that there would be a large cancellation of student loan debt. And of course, already there there are people who are trying to uh, block that from happening. But that has not stopped Martin University from going a step further. The university just made an announcement on Thursday that they will be cutting tuition up to 45%. And they're not stopping there. They will also forgive current debt up to $10,000. That is a absolutely huge deal. I haven't heard anybody else in Indiana make that uh, announcement. I don't know what other schools across the nation have done, but our very own Martin University is looking out. And to tell us more about it is the president of the university, Dr. Sean Huddleston, is on our live line right now. Sir, good morning. Hey, good morning, Cameron. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us more about this amazing news that you guys just announced uh, this week. How do we get here? 
Oh, yeah. Well, so when we were uh, – actually, we started this about two years ago when we were beginning to develop our uh, strategic plan. Uh, it's our 2022 to 2027 strategic plan, and it will culminate uh, in the 50th anniversary year of Martin University. And so we were really worried about the uh, college-going rate of African Americans in our community as the state's only predominantly black institution of higher education. Uh, we have an obligation and a calling to try to make sure we get as many people uh, at college degrees and into rewarding careers as possible. We know that the college degree is not at all a magic wand. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that for a fact, but we do know that it gives people a little bit more opportunity, uh, builds their capacity certainly to choose to compete and to win. Uh, our, our goal is to help people build personal generational wealth, truly. And we know that a uh, college degree is a, a way to be able to get to those to either one of those pathways. And so we were worried uh, and concerned that we didn't just didn't have enough people moving in that direction. And so we sought to find out why. And we heard from everybody uh, a few things. One of the things we heard was that it was too expensive to get a college degree. The second was that it took too long. And then the third thing was even if I get the degree, it doesn't necessarily guarantee me access to the type of career or opportunities uh, that lead to this personal or generational wealth that we've been talking about. So we decided that our way to do that is to try to ensure that people could get through degrees without having to take out the debt, because we see debt as bondage, quite frankly. So uh, we began to organize our institution and focus in on how could we become more affordable? How could we make sure that our degrees are more accessible? And how could we make sure that the degree is more applicable to the career opportunities that people were looking for. So we, after we did all of our research, we decided to launch a campaign called Reset to Reemerge. And that's the institution resetting to reemerge, but also preparing ourselves so that individuals could reset to reemerge. And in our campaign, we recognized that there were some things that we needed to do internally, created some greater efficiencies, uh, we were very, very fortunate and blessed uh, to be able to get some investment from the philanthropic community to help us uh, to become a more efficient and focused institution to be able to uh, get to the point that we could sustain a reduction in our tuition. Uh, the number that we came to was about 45 percent uh, below what we uh, were currently charging so that someone could graduate from our university debt-free. The other thing we looked at is we had a number of students who had stopped out of our institution because they had um, run up a, a past balance or bill at the institution. How that worked is that people have access to financial aid throughout the year, but in some cases, at the rate that we had, the financial aid was not enough. And so after they did that uh, and we applied financial aid, they were left with a balance that, uh, that they would typically have to pay out of their pocket. Uh, that grows over time as as students continue to go, and then they get to the point where it's too big uh, for them to be able to handle if they aren't paying out of their pocket. And so we recognized that that was a barrier as well. So we decided that for students who had uh, a balance at our university, as long as they had a financial path forward through uh, still having access to some financial aid, we would uh, forgive uh, the debt that they made. And I want to make sure that that's clear because I think it's been reported uh, when they said, when we say we're going to um, uh, cancel debt, I think some people may be thinking we're talking about their uh, federal student loan debt. Mm -hmm. We don't have the authority to cancel stu a federal debt that people take out, much like I can't, go, we couldn't go and, and uh, cancel uh, someone's mortgage, you know, mm -hmm. or. Uh, uh, or money that's lent from another source. But money that uh, is uh, through our university, we certainly have the control over. And so that is the amount that we are, are going to be canceling. But that that's what makes it even more beautiful because, uh, as, as I'm sure there are, students who have, uh, your students have student loan debt, some directly through your uh, institution, but also may have some federal student loan debt. So between what you're doing 
and what uh, President Biden has announced, some students at Martin University could be in very good shape. Yeah, yeah. and that's a, really kind of moving forward. That's the thing, right? If if someone were to come to Martin University under our current rate, it really is nothing out of pocket. It could, it could be nothing out of pocket as long as they qualify for a federal Pell Grant, which 94% of our students currently qualify for the federal Pell Grant. The state of Indiana also offers grants to students uh, that is uh, funds that are, don't have to be paid back. Many of our students, 94, 95% of our students qualify for those as well. So it really doesn't cost you anything to get this degree. That will absolutely change your life and improve your earning potential. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. I know this is probably sparking a lot of questions, and I know the, the president may not be able to answer all of them, but I know he can connect you to some people um, who might. So uh, if you've got questions, feel free to, to call, and we'll help uh, direct you into uh, the right direction. President Huddleston, when you have uh, the, the, the president also doing what he's done for um, federal student loans, you also have um, people trying to block it and yeah. and and stop that from happening. Um, why did with with all of that back and forth still happening? Why did you guys decide to go ahead and pull the trigger on this? I know you've been working on it for two years, but yeah. did that intimidate you at all to say maybe we can't do this? No, no, not at all, not at all. I mean, we were resolved regardless of what outcomes happen. Quite frankly, uh, I'm a I'm a, just a bit confused about why it's even a debate. Um, we have been talking about in higher education and really throughout this entire country, we have been talking about the trillions of dollars in uh, federal student loan debt that are out there. Um, we've all always known that that is a problem and a significant barrier. And so uh, to uh, now uh, have steps being taken to be able to address that and that be a point of debate or, or be uh, a point of confusion is just astounding. Regardless of that, um, we know what the right thing is. And I, when I talked about this on Thursday, I said that we have a moral and ethical obligation, and we absolutely do. Um, education is a civil right. It is a fundamental civil right, and it should not be commoditized in the way that it has over all of these years. And so we've now gotten to a point where uh, the consumerism and that approach to what is supposed to be free, valuable, and freeing has come under fire, uh, it's just shocking to me. And so we as an institution know that education is the greatest equalizer and accelerator of anything. So we uh, we have a we recognize an uh, opportunity uh, and a responsibility to do our part. So regardless of what happens in Washington and at state levels and all those other things, Martin University is going to focus on making sure that people have access to education that changes their lives. Three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. We're on the air this morning with the president of Martin University, Dr. Sean Huddleston, here to tell us. Uh, about the big news that the university has uh, announced this week, they will be canceling uh, $10,000 in debt to the school, as well as uh, lowering tuition by 45%. I'll ask him about that here in just a, a second. We've got some calls coming in, 317-239-9696. Uh, let's see who we got. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Larry. Hi, Dr. Huddleston and uh, Cameron. You Good know, morning. I'm glad that you clarified what you said because I was thinking that you said you was going to cancel all that because I know two or three people that owe Martin $150,000 and they haven't got uh, any degree whatsoever. So I just think we need to be careful about this because if you do that, then the state of Indiana is going to turn right around and charge $1,000, which is 10%. Uh, to these people who are maybe out there, they don't have the money to pay it. You know, when uh, you get a debt from the state of Indiana, you're going to pay it. So if Biden does this thing, which uh, everybody's already done that, he's not done anything to relieve it. Uh-oh. I think I Cameron made a mistake. Dr. Huddleston is back. I accidentally cut off Larry because when I answered the phone, Larry, I cut off Dr. Huddleston. Dr. Huddleston, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes, that was my okay. bad. I answered right. the phone, and I dropped you, and then I brought you back, and I accidentally dropped Larry. My bad, Larry. 
Uh, this might be him calling back. Uh, caller on line one. Larry's at you. Hello. All right. That was my bad, y'all. Didn't lock that one in. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Dr. Huddleston, so we also, you've got the $10,000, but you also have said you are going to reduce tuition by 45%? Yeah, yeah. Our undergraduate position, uh, tuition will be reduced by 45%. Graduate tuition reduced by 42%. Just to put that in context for you. Um, it essentially positions Martin as the lowest cost and best value in higher education, really in the state of Indiana. Um, our per credit hour tuition rate drops from $535 a credit hour down to $294 a credit hour, which is lower than what the public institutions are uh, currently charging, with the exception of Ivy Tech, of course. So how do you do that? How And folks are going to ask, well, why isn't every other college lowering tuition like you can just do that yeah well you can't just do it that's why it took us like i said a couple years um for private institutions like martin university and others um there's really only a couple of streams of revenue that come into the university that help to um fund the the operations we're all nonprofit institutions so it's not about the university making money as much as it uh is us being able to afford uh the operations that we have that salaries and and um uh building costs and and insurance and some of the other things that just just the cost to run a business if you will and so um when private institutions don't receive public funding like the um uh or the 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 IU's and the Purdue's and, and the IUPUI's and all those other schools, we can only uh, fund our operations by charging tuition and fees to students and then hopefully uh, being able to generate um, donations to the institution as a, a way to be able to uh, bring revenue in um, and then finding other alternative streams. And so what we decided to do was a couple things. One is to uh, employ a new diversified revenue model that we thought would bring in some additional revenue. Uh, and then secondly, to look at our operations to figure out how could we truly uh, optimize them and create greater efficiencies that would lower our over, overall operating cost over time. And so uh, we spent two years uh, working on those two things. Uh, again, I think I mentioned before, we had some great uh, assistance from the philanthropic community, some uh, foundations uh, that uh, provided us with grants uh, that allowed us to look deeply uh, into our organization and find those efficiencies and employ them so we could make those that investment that was necessary. We did some consolidation of some of our departments as well that provided us with some uh, efficiencies and some opportunities. And so um, we just really took a strong uh, focus on trying to uh, reduce um, our cost of operating some, but the other side of it was trying to find other ways to bring in uh, some revenue so that we could offset what we knew that uh, wouldn't come. Uh, and we know that it's going to take a bit of time for us to be able to see a return on that investment, this lowering uh, of our tuition. But um, really, um, it's it's just something that we can't afford not to do. Um, we can't continue to burden the students who really want to get a college degree from our university. We can't continue to burden them uh, with the high cost of attendance. And so it's going to take uh, some time for us to uh, re to see the return that we need and to be able to uh, really kind of um, find a stable point from this re uh, reduced tuition. But we, we're committed uh, to allowing that to happen uh, over time and uh, know that it will benefit more people um, as time goes on. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. We're on the air this morning with Dr. Sean Huddleston, the president of Martin University, that just announced they are forgiving $10,000 in debt from their students as well as reducing tuition by 45% at Martin University. Uh, president Huddleston, if I'm a student, past, present, or future at Martin, and I want to get in on this, and I would like to get some debt relief here, what do I need to do? Well, uh, there's two things. Number one, you absolutely can give us a call right away at 317-543-3235. That's 317-543-3235. Or visit our website, 
uh, martin.edu, um, and uh, there's uh, people who are ready to assist you in starting your journey. Uh, this new tuition rate will take effect in January of this, of 2023. Uh, we're already starting to enroll people, uh, so now is the perfect time. We have uh, our terms are only eight weeks long, so at some institutions you have to go for a full 16-week session from semester to semester. We broke ours up because we want the students to be able to get done faster. We also um, have a great program called Martin Works, where we've partnered with some of the area's largest employers. And they're offering our students uh, apprenticeships, paid apprenticeships uh, that range anywhere from 18 to, I think, 20 or 20, even 25 bucks an hour. Um, and it is an entree into full-time benefit employment uh, for their organizations. And so um, some of the biggest um, have partnered with us. I think we're up to 23 or 24 um, uh employers uh, in that. And so um, we know that uh, as students come to school, uh, they've still got to be able to earn some kind of way most of our students do. And so we want to put them in that position for that earning. And the last thing I would say is that um, when you do call us or visit us and decide to enroll at Martin University, we're going to do our best to try to give you credits from the College of Life. So if you've got any previous military experience or mm -hmm. work experience, in some cases, even volunteer experience, we're going to uh, give you the opportunity to participate in our prior learning assessment program. Uh, we have, we've had students who have been able to, uh, to receive up to 30, even sometimes more, of their credit hours uh, needed to graduate just by uh, doing an analysis of their previous experience and seeing if there are some learnings that they got that would allow them to have to, to be able to forego, forego some of the courses at the institution. So we're trying to get people done faster. So exactly how soon, you know, if people were calling that number that you just threw out, how soon uh, or how easy or complex is the process to start uh, getting some of that debt removed? Are there stipulations? Um, I guess what are yeah, the requirements? So, yeah, and so again, I want to be really, really clear that the uh, the debt forgiveness is not the federal student loan debt. That's the that's the work that's been done uh, in Congress, and that's being work that's done at the state level. So, uh, what we're talking about again is students who have created a balance at Martin University outside of federal financial aid. We wipe that away immediately. So it doesn't take long for that at all. So we've we've got a number of students who are already taking advantage of that. Students who said, you know, um, if I didn't have this balance, then I'd be able to come back to your university and resume my studies and, and take advantage of the financial aid that I have left. So we're removing that. That can happen uh, absolutely immediately. And then if you are um, an incoming student or a current student, when will you see? When will you notice a, a change in your tuition cost? Oh yeah, starting January of 2023, uh, you'll absolutely uh, see that right away. Um, and it's a, it truly is a great benefit because students actually can take up to 18, to anywhere between 12 and 18 credit hours for one flat rate. And so the rate that, we're, that I uh, mentioned before, that's based on a 15 credit hour semester or two terms, taking two terms and and in the spring or in the fall. Um, if you uh, take 18, then the, your actual per credit hour cost even goes lower. Um, so those who really, really are uh, energized to try to get uh, through their degree program quickly might take advantage of the 18 credit hours, but then do it at the same rate as if they were uh, paying for uh, 15 credit hours. So for folks who maybe have not heard of, of Martin University, uh, tell, tell the folks where you are and, of course, your online presence that people can go and, and learn some more information about you. Yeah, so, again, uh, it's www.martin.edu. Uh, we're located at 2186 North Sherman Drive, right here in the great city of Indianapolis. So it's, uh, it's uh, 21st and Sherman Avenue. Uh, we are, uh, you can't miss us if you come over 70 and you see that building with that big, beautiful globe that says Martin University at exit 85. Uh, that's, that's us. We're right there. Uh, and we are ready and happy to help you uh, get on the path to that degree. And, of course, your online website. Yes, www.martin.edu. Dr. Sean Huddleston uh, making some big news this week with Martin University to 
cancel some debts for students who go or who have been students of Martin University and also lowering lowering tuition for current and future students by 45%. That is a big deal, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And, uh, we'll, of course, as always, we'll stay in touch with any and everything that's going on over at Martin. Thank you for having me, Cameron. You have a wonderful day. You as well. Uh, it's been a good show today. Uh, we uh, Again, I'll give that information out uh, one more time. Of course, that's on Martin University. Uh, he said you can start calling uh, almost immediately. I, don't, I didn't ask if the office was open like this second. But if you don't get an answer to this morning, I would be calling uh, first thing in the morning. And that reminds me, I need to get on to that uh, student loan forgiveness website and find out. Uh, if a brother can get some student loans uh, 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 forgiven. So that just reminded me, as it should remind you, to go online and check and see uh, where you stand on getting student loans forgiven from the federal government. Again, that's different from what uh, they have going on over at Martin. But still, if you've got, uh, you very well could be a student at Martin who's got federal student loans and debt directly from Martin University and the combination of these two announcements from President Biden and President Huddleston would be great, fantastic news for you. At the top of the show, we talked about the Undefeated Motorcycle Club Peace Awareness uh, event that they have going on next Saturday. That is from noon until three at the City of Hope Community Church. That is 10-607-10607 East 56th Street. Uh, from noon to three next Saturday, they say food and drinks will be provided to learn more information about how to handle yourself, how to uh, what to do in a situation when you have a gun on you and uh, you come in contact with police. They will have law enforcement folks there to uh, talk, talk through it, to teach you something. Uh, I before we go, I got to say thank you to everybody who listens to the show. I, I just heard from somebody uh, the other day who said they every time they go into a store, somebody's listening to the show on the loudspeaker. They didn't tell me what store it was, but if it is you, then I say good morning and thank you for uh, always listening uh, to this show and everybody who continues to come back uh, to the show. Coming up here on Hot 100.9, Brandon is coming into the studio to give you the music of the morning. And then on 106.7 WTLC. Here comes the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, and I will be back here same time, same stations next Sunday, live at 8.